That music is an invitation, an invitation to sit up and join me as we look into God's Word. This isn't your parents' Bible study or some pre-printed material from your denomination. Each episode, we tear into God's letter to humanity to see what would God have us know about Himself, about the world around us, and about ourselves. I am Brother Mitchell from the Discipleship Center, and you are listening to the TDC Podcast. Now, we've already looked at God's wrath against ungodliness, and we've looked at the guilt of the Jews, and now we're going to look at the whole world is guilty. We're in Romans chapter 3, starting in verse 9. What then? Are we Jews any better off? No, not at all, for we have already charged that all, both Jews and Greeks, are under sin. As it's written, none is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside, and together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. In their paths are ruin and misery, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now, We know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. No one. This all-inclusive statement covers everyone in the indictment of being wicked, lawless, breakers of God's perfect law, From the best do-gooder to the vilest offender, we are all guilty before God. While we may not be as evil as we could be, we're not as perfect as we would need to be to stand before a holy God. Here is a very important takeaway to consider. If no one seeks for God, how do we find Him? If God's word is true, and it is, and it says that no one seeks for God, then how could we possibly find Him? We'll look at Romans chapter 7 soon enough, but in verse 16, Paul admits that good itself does not dwell in him, and that's Paul talking about himself, but by extension, all of humanity. That is, in my sinful nature, I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. John 6, 44, Jesus explains that no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them. Ephesians 2, 8 says that by grace you're saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. Grace is what saves us, and faith is the vehicle in which we receive it, but both the grace and the faith are given to us by God, and we cannot manufacture or bring about either one of them. John chapter 1, starting in verse 12, says, To all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Our salvation was not given based on our culture, our constitution, or our craving. Our faith did not come about by our ancestry, our anatomy, or our ambition. Our ability to trust in Jesus is not because of our tradition, our tenement, or our thirst. We do not seek after God, but God seeks after us and draws us to himself. After Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, they hid from God 
and he sought them out. When Jacob tricked his father and brother and was in exile, God opened heaven to see him. When Moses left Egypt, God sought him in the burning bush. When Peter denied Jesus three times, the Lord sought him from the seashore. When Paul was on his way to destroy the church, God sought him on the road to Damascus. We do not naturally seek after God, but instead, he comes to us. When Nicodemus confessed that Jesus' teachings were verified by God through the signs that he did, Jesus told him that unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And in Nicodemus' astonishment, he proclaimed, Well, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And the key was when Jesus answered him and said, Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. In the same way that we had nothing to do with our physical birth, our spiritual birth had very little to do with us as well. While we call men to repentance, they cannot and will not repent until they're called by God and quickens or makes alive their heart to repent and follow Jesus. When we try to make a new seeker-friendly environment for non-believers to feel comfortable in, when we take the law of sin and death that convicts sinners and give them the philosophies of men instead, then what we're really trying to do is send the God who seeks us away from us. While I never go out of my way to offend an unbeliever, if it's by the gospel that they get offended by, then I should not lift a finger to make them more comfortable while under conviction either. The Discipleship Center and its subsidiaries, TDC Aquaponics and TDC Farm, are a registered 501c3 charity serving in the not-so-beautiful city of Kekakee and its surroundings. Have you or a loved one been struggling with substance abuse, chronic unemployment, need some work experience after a recent incarceration, or just failed to move on to a more productive phase of life? There is hope just around the corner with the Discipleship Center where every life matters and we strive to fulfill the Great Commission one life at a time. Check us out on the web at www.discipleshipctr.org today.